0: Welcome back to the Andrew Roman Show. Thank you so much for listening and thank you for tuning in. Wow, I just like cracked my knuckle. That was pretty bi- that was pretty loud. But hey, guys, welcome back to the show. I'm so glad that you tuned in because today I- I'm excited. And I know if you're part of this show and you know, gee, you know that I'm excited a lot of the times. And I promise, it ain't fake. Like I'm genuinely excited. But today I'm going to recap with you a conference that I went to about a couple of weeks ago. And I actually mentioned this conference, the Promise Keepers. And I'm gonna, just going to be recapping different parts of the conference, different things that spoke to me. And I believe can speak to you. So, hey, if you didn't go to the conference, maybe this is a little bit of a free pass to the conference. So, just saying, pretty, pretty cool. But hey, don't forget, smash that subscribe button. wait. Actually, if you smash the subscribe button, you'll probably unsubscribe accidentally. So hit that subscribe button, smash that like button. What else? Hit the no- notification bell, rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts. I can't say this enough. This, is, this isn't this is going anywhere without y'all's help. And it, it has been all God, you know, and God, God can continue to grow this. God can continue to do what only he can do. And he wants to, he wants to, invite you to be part of that as well. So in, invite a friend. We are on our journey. We're getting closer every week. We're getting closer to 200 subscribers on YouTube. And then make sure if you haven't already, take a time to rate it on the Apple podcast. Give it a five-star rating and tell me why you love the podcast. And of course, you can always follow me on Instagram at The Andrew Ramon Show. So The Andrew Ramon Show. Well, like I said, I told you I went to the Promise Keeper Conference, and I wanted to share some highlights of the conference. I, I truly believe that there's going to be something here that will bless you. There's going to be something here that you can take and you can use for your own life. I mean, we heard from some top top speakers like Robert Morris, like Nick Wojcik, like Samuel Rodriguez, like uh, what Tony Anderson, I believe that was his name, uh, the son of if you know if you know the pastor uh, Tony Anderson. I mean, just phenomenal. Pa- Pastor, look at his podcast or listen to his podcast. Really, really good. I mean, so we heard from some top players. We even heard from some um, retired uh, Hall of Famers of the NFL, which was really cool. There were believers, and we talked. They they kind of interviewed them. We even heard from a three star general, pretty insane in the army. And I'll tell you, I'll I'll have to tell you part of the story that he shared with us. But before going any further. Part of our tradition, I think, as long as I'm out of mugs, is to show you some of my books that I'm currently reading or that I've read. So I've, last time, I think we talked about the life lessons or leadership lessons from Billy Graham. And then the other one was about the. Uh, the one that I'm currently reading regarding the French Revolution and the American Revolution and then how those connect. And now, the one I'm currently reading right now is called From Survive to Thrive by Samuel Rodriguez. Live a holy, healed, healthy, happy, humble, hungry and honoring life. These They actually give them out at the conference. So pretty, pretty cool. As you can tell, I've barely gotten going on it, but I'll tell you as soon as I'm done, I'm sure I'll make a podcast out of it. So actually Samuel Rodriguez was someone that we listened to and I'll talk about uh, as we go through today's episode. But one of the first things that was just impactful whenever they, they did this, because the whole theme is promise keepers. So one is for us as men, and this was specifically geared towards men, and I do believe that even if you're a woman or you're, you're listening to this podcast, this is still something that you can apply for your own life. But as men, if if we're honest, sometimes men are not promise keepers. In fact, men are absent in our culture right now. There's a lack of masculinity. Some people say it's toxic masculinity. I say there's a lack of actual real masculinity in the culture. That's why there is this phrase that happens: that tough times produce tough people, right? Or actually, it's hard times produce. Was it good men? Good men? Yes. Okay, there it is. Tough times produce good men. Good men produce good times, and good times produces weak men, and weak men produces tough times. And it just—it's it, kind of a, of a cycle. And right now, it's good times is producing weak men, and we unfortunately are missing manhood in the society that we're living in right now and especially if you're a guy I want you to listen to me even if you're 13 years old even if you're 20 years old I think there's something for you to take one of the speakers was saying this one of the things that we have to understand he was reading off Psalm 28 is as men we have to submit to God one of the I would say I don't know if it's myths or lies of the enemy is somehow, as a man, you have to be... There's a phrase in Spanish called, aquí donde mis chicharrones trenan. And it's basically say, I'm here and I give the orders no matter what. Because why? Because I'm the man. Okay, has God given man authority over a lot of things? Yeah, absolutely. As a woman, absolutely. Are there different responsibilities? Absolutely. Are there different positions? Absolutely. But every man must be first submitted to God you want to be a good man, you want to be a man after God's own heart, be first submitted to God. That's how you'll be a good man. And then the other thing that we have to understand as men is that men are committed. Men are promise keepers. Men are are, are people who not only say what they're going to do, but they actually do what they said. Think about your own life right now. Are there things in your life that You say a lot, but you don't do a lot. You say, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll totally help you with that. But at the end of the day, you don't really do anything like that. If you're a man or a woman, but especially if you're a man, you have to be committed into saying what you're going to do and then doing what you're going to say. And then standing up and not compromising on what you know is right. Because that's, guys, that's what we're missing in this society is people like you and me who will stand up and say guys this is not right we cannot accept this type of thing and we cannot accept these action this is not right you know one thing that they said they said that the core value of a coward is niceness oof sounds savage doesn't it the core value of a coward is not let me say that in russian it might maybe it'll hit more with more impact the core value of a coward is niceness let's try to squash The core value of a coward is noisiness. That's not bad. What about French? The core value of a coward is noisiness. I don't know. If you're French, you probably just laughed to Max. That's totally fine. But that's powerful. The core value of a coward is niceness. What what does that mean? Does that mean you're not nice to people? No, 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 no. It's whenever you're chewing. It's all about getting along with people. You just don't want to offend anyone. It's, ah, man, I just want to be nice with everyone. And and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, as I say, I don't want to stir the waters. But when it comes to standing up for what you believe in, a lot of times we have to. And in fact, one of the speakers was talking about the reconciliation of justice, right? How even now, everyone, men and women, we have to, as Christians, we have to be the forefront when it comes to justice around the world, in the U.S. and, and everywhere else, We understand that God loves justice, that God loves compassion, and he, in fact, rescues those who are victims, those who are oppressed. And all of us, no matter our position, if we see injustice around us, regardless of who it is towards, regardless of the race, regardless of the color, regardless of the wealth status, then we should stand up for what is right. And that's what men do, or that's what women of God do. One, one of the things that <laughs> really impacted me and one of the speakers was Nick Wojcik. If you don't know Nick Wojcik, you got to look this guy up. This guy is from Australia. Australia. You know, I've been working my Australian accent. Let's see what you guys think. This is, I'm totally putting myself on the spot here because it's honestly not very good, but they say a lot about like butter. No, no, no. They don't say butter. They say butter, butter. Get over here, mate. Butter. Over there to the Barbie, mate. Butter <laughs> This probably sounds so pathetic. Uh but I'm working on it. I'm working on it. They say mate uh butter. It but that sounded more like cockney British. Cause I can I spoke to my brother and I told him thanks a lot. I drank some water and I feel a lot better. Oh come on somebody. That was that was some good cockney accent right there. Long story short, Nick Vujic is from Australia and this man was born with no hand, no arms and no legs. You heard me. No arms and no legs. Pretty intense. In fact, he his ministry is called, um, I think it's living life without limbs. I think that's what it is like, living life without limbs. I mean, it's it's absolutely crazy. And the impact that he has had around the world is not easy to overstate. I mean, he has met with 33 presidents from different countries, with groups and bodies of government. In fact, he was just showing us a picture that he had when he was in the country of Ukraine with the body of government and they were praying for their nation. He has, I mean, through his ministry, millions of people have come to Christ. And, and one of the things that that really spoke to me, and this, this goes into being a man and this just goes into being Christian, that it's about enduring. That's what it is. Living by faith is in fact about enduring. And what is faith? I loved his acronym. Faith is the full assurance in the heart. That's that's how you say it. Faith is the full assurance in the heart. That's how you say it. Church, welcome to church, sorry. Every time I speak about someone that's struggling, I kind of just want to imitate their accent. Anyways, let's move on. Full assurance in the heart. I love that. Because how many times do we say, walk by faith, walk by faith, do this by faith? But what if a lot of times we put too much of an emphasis on take the step of faith versus walk by faith? Because a lot of us are okay maybe taking one little step by faith. But what does it mean to continually walk in faith? As Nick Wojcik would say, it's about enduring. It's about having full assurance in the heart of what God is going to do. Because you know who's the best promise keeper? That's right. It's God. You see, God said that you were more than the conqueror. That's what the Bible says, that through Christ, because of his love for us, we are more than conquerors. Now, does that mean that life is easy? Well, of course not. There's got to be something to conquer, and it's not conquered until it's fought for. So, yeah, it's going to be hard because God called you a conqueror, and now you feel yourself pursued. Now things are getting tough. Things are getting tight in your life. But guess what? This is when we have to have faith, full assurance in the heart of what God is doing in our lives, and we have to endure. That's what it's called. That's what it means to be a promise keeper, is to endure through things that are difficult. Guys, let's be honest. We live in a a society, in a culture that's all about the easy route. It's all about the comfortable life. If it's uncomfortable, it's probably not meant to be. And it's only the motivational speakers, it's only the business guys that say, You've got to get uncomfortable. You got you gotta get comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's my motivational speaker line right there. Yeah, you gotta get comfortable with being uncomfortable, but it's not cliche, it's not about these random throwing these random words out there. It's actually about living it. It's about enduring. Because we're guys, we're from a whole nother kingdom. When you believe in Jesus, you walk for a whole different thing and you have a calling and you have the riches to, to, to fulfill that calling. You know why? Because you're not doing it by your own strength. You're not doing it by your own authority. In fact, you have the king of kings right behind you and he stands above whatever your problem is. That's right. I don't know what your problem is today. Maybe things that our generation deals with a lot could be depression, could be anxiety, could be fear of people, it could be suicidal thoughts, whatever it is, he stands above it. That's right, it could be the lack of finances, it could be a health problem. Maybe you've recently been diagnosed with something and you've been diagnosed as, maybe it's it's been a disease that you can deal with but it's a shame that you have it. Or maybe it's something chronic. Whatever it is, he stands above it. You see, we have a power that, I, I always became Australian, We have a power that cannot be stopped. That's right. And when you and I live as promise keepers, when you and I live as people who say, even when it's tough, I'm gonna keep my promises to God. Even when it's tough, I'm gonna stay faithful. You know why? Because it's not about us. Because I love what Nick Furtick, he said. He said, I don't live by my promises that I can't keep. I live by His promises. You see, when you base it off your effort, and then you just base it off, God, I promise I'm going to be a good person. No, 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 no. What about believing the promise of God that he is perfecting you? What about believing the promise of God that he is sanctifying you the more that you walk? That's right. That, that's what it's about. And, and to really understand this, and this is something that another speaker was talking about, is we have to understand that as believers, you and I, we have the victory. Can you say that with me? I have the victory. Now you're, over the victory over what? We did a whole episode actually called You Have the Victory, what? I think it was uh, November 9th, 1968, maybe I think it was. Has to do with you. Check out that episode. But they gave this great illustration of the reason we have the victory. Because when a runner is running a race, when he's about to cross the finish line, he goes head first. Because when the head has won, the body has already won as well. And that's what we believe in Jesus. Jesus, the head of the body, has already won. You know what that means? We have won as well. So, I don't know what your struggle is. I don't know what your battle is. But you are more than a conqueror. And I believe someone here needs to listen to this. You must endure. You must endure even when it gets tough. You must have faith and keep going. You know, to give you an example... Uh, Right now, it's pretty exciting. I'm going to be announcing this more as as we get going. But um, I'm starting some events that we're going to be having. Uh, These are in-person meetings that we're calling it Question It events. I'm I'm super pumped. We've had one already. And we're going to have this opportunity to have it at more churches, uh, wherever you're at. Maybe if if you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area or maybe online for those who are not. But this Question It is is an event that is set up specifically for worship, a word, and a Q&A time, hence the name Question It, where we can actually discuss the questions that we have about our faith, about culture, and how to practically live as a believer. This is what this podcast is all about. It's about, okay, As a believer, what should I do about the LGBT community? How should I react? Should I be open to it? Should I not be open to it? Should I, how how am I loving to it? Do I accept, do I not accept it? Oh, how do I deal with all this racism thing that we're talking about? Is being an anti-racist, is that okay? Is that not okay? What about critical race theory? I've heard a lot about that. Should I accept that? Should I not accept that? What about politics? What about just culture itself? What about this? So how do you actually live as a Christian in the world? That's what this event is about. All that to say is, I had my first event not too long ago. It was great. It was the very first one. And I believe God for many, many more. It's going to take faith because God, a lot of times, as it's been said, he gives direction without details because he wants us to trust him. So now we're going to go the right direction as God is going to provide the details. But for me, that's kind of what I'm going through right now. It's just having faith for him to then supply the details as we need them. Well, Moving to the next super cool thing that I think you're going to enjoy from this conference is that we had Jerry Boykin. Look up Jerry Boykin. I believe he's a three-star retired general uh from the military. Jerry Boykin was one of the founders of Delta Force. If you don't know who Delta, what Delta Force is, boy, you got to get your history up to date. You know the Navy Seals, right? Uh-huh. You know the Navy Seals, bro? No, I'm not talking about a, a literal seal. Like the Navy SEALs is the special operations of the United States, right? Well, Delta Force is an even more special operations within Navy SEALs. I mean, it's just like the top of the top of the top. Like, in fact, Jerry Boykin received a letter to join and start up that Delta Force. He also commanded the Green uh, Berets, I believe. That's how you say it. I'm sorry if I mispronounced it. And it was absolutely crazy to have him at the conference. And he said this, powerful. He said, right now where we are, we cannot sit on the sidelines. We are called to be warriors for God. Obviously, he was a literal warrior, so he understood that that uh, that anal- not even, it wasn't even an analogy for him. It was just like a literal definition, like I am a warrior, and God loves the warrior. He even told stories of how in 1980 or 1983 in Renata, and how he was actually shot by a 50-caliber bullet while he was in a helicopter, as they were going to uh, land in a obviously super dangerous spot. He said they were f- currently flying over and all of a sudden he saw all these purple, cut- what what looked like like fireworks, but it wasn't fireworks. It was the enemy shooting at them. And all of a sudden a 50 caliber round went through the bottom of the helicopter and shot him through his left arm all the way up to his shoulder. And he got, when he got taken to the hospital, the doctor said, you know what? We're probably gonna a- amputate your whole left arm. And he had what? Faith, full assurance in the heart. And he said, look, you're not going to do that. Check out plan B because you're not going to take my arm off. And guess what? He had both of his arms at the conference. That's right. God completely healed him. It was absolutely crazy. If you're familiar with the movie Black Hawk Down, he was commanding that operation. That's right. It's a movie. He lived it. It's tragic that they lost 16 soldiers in about a day or two, and he was wounded himself but out of all his experiences what he could share is this if god doesn't exist there's no hope and because there is hope right now we cannot stand in the sidelines we have to get up we have to make a difference so my question to you is do you want to make a difference because god has promises for your life and he's going to keep them my question to you is will you have faith and will you endure See that's that's the same thing that the Hall of Famers, the NFL Hall of Famers said. I mean, they were just talking about obviously their stories and who who the best uh, NFL you know draft was, or who who was their favorite quarterback and all that. But but more than that, they gave those principles about enduring, about reading the word, about being intentional, and it's absolutely crazy. And we had even someone else that actually the creator of eHarmony, if you've ever used eHarmony, you can thank this guy. Or if you didn't like it, I guess you can't thank this guy. But he was just mentioning even as men, 27% of men have good five good friends. 27%. I think women were right around 47 or 50%. It was right around there. And he gave some great, great advice for relationships and I hope that you're taking something, because I know this episode, we're, we're touching on a lot of things, because I'm kind of just giving you an overview of what this conference was and the things that I took from it. He said this, if you try to build a relationship without first doing the hard work of getting yourself healthy, then you're going to try to complete yourself through every relationship. Here's an easier way to say it. Your relationships can only be as healthy as you are. That's right. Your relationships can only be as healthy as you are. So if you're not healthy, every relationship will revolve around you in trying to get yourself healthy. And of course, he talked about how how to get healthy. He said, first, you got to understand your your profound significance. You have to have unswerving authenticity. You have to have self-giving love to others. And it it was amazing. He, He actually came up, with this uh, personality test called YADA uh, for those who are not married. And it was a different uh, word for those who are married. I guess it didn't apply to me. So I didn't, yeah, uh, I didn't pay attention to it. Uh, but if you're interested in kind of knowing your personality type so you can kind of know how to invest more in your relationships and how, how you deal with relationships and everything, you got to check it out. YADA.com uh, is what you can check out. So it's, it's absolutely amazing, this conference, because it talked about almost everything. One, it was, Geared towards men, so it's about manhood. It's about your relationship. It was about prayer. But something I, I loved and, and I, I want to get um, leave with you is some encouragement from Pastor Rodriguez and Pastor Robert Morris at the end of the conference. See, Pastor Rodriguez was saying this, basically the title of this book: "Survive to Thrive." A lot of us have been in survival mode. We've been in our own, We've been in our little shell. Living our lives, our nine to fives, staying comfortable. Is it okay? Sure, it's okay. We're not meant to do that, though. We're not meant to just survive. We're meant to thrive. Because you, sir, and you, ma'am, you're built different. You're built by God. See, that's the one thing that sets sets us apart from the devil. The devil's the same. He's always a liar. If if he moves his lips, he's lying. But you're different. Because God has created you with such a purpose and such a plan That if you get to know God more, He will actually take you towards your purpose. Because here's something we we can learn about God, is that God is faithful. So this whole event was about learning how to keep our promises, yes. Learning how to be a man, yes. Learning how to be more committed Christian, yes. But ultimately, guys, none of this is possible if God is not a promise keeper. And the good news is that God is the ultimate promise keeper. We'll see you in the next episode of The Andrew Moss Show.